So what do you tell somebody who says, hey, you know, we don't want to do branding, but we, we know we need to do marketing. What should we do first? Oh, you're putting me on the spot because I'm a brander. They need to do both. Let's, let's not kid ourselves. You need both. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Everybody Brands Podcast, where we know that if you don't have clarity about your brand and for your business, neither do your customers. The Everybody Brands Podcast helps you build a brand that inspires people to listen, trust, and act so people buy and your business grows. Today, we're talking with Stephanie Owens, certified brand strategist and founder of Gold Sheep Design. Stephanie helps businesses in the music world build brands with strategy and soul. She's a self-described introverted rocker, helping musicians grow crowds of super fans by cranking their brands to 11. Welcome, Stephanie, to the Everybody Brands Podcast. What do you tell somebody who says, hey, you know, we don't want to do branding, but we, we know we need to do marketing. What should we do first? Oh, you're putting me on the spot because I'm a brander. They need to do both. Let's, let's not kid ourselves. You need both. But I see it this way. If you're, I haven't gone on a first date in over 20 years, thank God, because I was not good at dating. But <laughs> Not as an introvert, no. No, no. Imagine me and my husband, two introverts going on a date together. The first date was not a success. Well, I guess it was. We had a second. But anyway, I see it as, okay, if you think of marketing as dating and you show up to the date and you haven't put any effort into the date, you, you don't care what you look like, you're not paying attention to your date you're just trying to make the sale, then it's, I would think not going to go very well. And I kind of see it as that means you haven't branded. You don't care enough about your customers and clients to bridge the gap between where, what they need and who you are. You just care about who you are and you don't care about the customer. You just want to market. You just want to sell, sell, sell because you want to make money. You just want to seal the deal on the date for, to, to use a euphemism. Yeah. So I just see it as if you haven't put any effort into your branding, you haven't thought about how you fit into their world, why they really need you, how you are helping. If you don't have a bigger purpose other than making money, I really feel, especially after last year, people are flocking towards brands that will help them improve their life, but also make them feel connected in some way. I think more and more people want to feel connected to the businesses that they're doing, um, that they're buying from. And if, if you're just out to make a sale, because I know there's a difference between sales and marketing, but if, if, but the, the ultimate goal of marketing is to get a sale, then, then you're just not thinking about who, who you're trying to sell to. You're just thinking about yourself. Right. The, it's, it's the difference between um, 
a transaction, a one-time transaction, or a meaningful relationship that leads to long-term loyalty. And you know, we know that the cost of sale to a repeat buyer is lower than that first-time sale to a new buyer. So it's very practical. I mean, it's a very practical model to follow. But you're right; it's 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 just it's not as meaningful. And especially like you said, connection is so important, and people are missing connection right now. They're starting to push back against like we don't have connection; we need it. Um, and that's I mean, it creates some volatility too with brands, um, with you know how people respond to them, how they market, and we you know we have to, as brand builders need to to balance that and, and give wise counsel to our clients. So I want to wrap up here. Um, and I know we pr- could probably talk another two hours. So many <laughs> like things. wrap up already? <laughs> yeah, sorry. No, no, you're fine. It's not for our attention span. It's just for the practical. I get it, um, I get it. But you know, the last question I wanted to ask you. So when it comes to building a brand, what do you obsess about the most? Oh. <sighs> I think it, it really depends on the client and the client's needs. I, there are parts that I enjoy more than others that I get like really fired up about brand, brand archetypes. They're, they're so, it's like such a fun activity to do. Cause I, I mean, right now we're just doing everything on zoom. So I send my clients like the brand archetypes card from the book brand archetypes. I buy them the kit and I send them like a coffee gift card and I'm like, get some coffee. Cause we're going to have fun with these cards. And they're like intrigued. What are these? And we go through and we really figure out, okay, what is your archetype? And then turning that into, I love helping clients figure out their musical genre. I think that right there is probably the one that I spend so much time just thinking what does make them different and listening to their music and then listening to someone else's music and trying to just figure out that, that, you know, just how are you just a little bit different, but then how can we make it even more different and working on that with the client through, through just various activities, but also just mapping out touch points and figuring out, okay, what is this really going to look like now that we've figured out who you are and who your fans are, how are we going to like bring this to life? And then I like when they, not all clients hire us on to do the implementation. I'm very, uh, as a brand strategist, I'm deliverables agnostic. I'm like, I do not push what we, what we provide, but if that's what they need and they hire us on to do it, like, like right now we're doing that for a guitar shop and it's just like, okay, all of that work that we just did getting to, push it out into the world, it, it, that's exciting, is the ultimate implementation of it all. But if we're just talking strategy, it's really going to be helping them, you know, that genre piece. And I think that gets down to if we're talking um, about just like Marty Neumeyer and his, his uh, the brand commitment matrix that you can find in the brand flip is that's the onlyness is getting down to really like what really makes you different. And that kind of encompasses all of that competitive analysis and research. And I know it's like for a creative, I do like doing all of that research stuff and just helping them figure out and see how they're different. That for me is my, what I obsess over the most. When a client comes to us and they have really 
no idea how to visually express who they are without just copying another musician. We have sort of a, I don't like to call it a framework because I like to be more flexible and loose in the way I present things with my clients, but it is sort of just this approach to helping them discover their, their style visually outside of just their logo. Cause if you're a musician, it's, it's all about like the way you dress and your photography style. And so there's some activities that we do that have to do with like, okay, now let's talk about your personality. Now let's find photographs outside of the music world that express your personality and let's bring those all together. And let's look at those and be like, okay, I'm seeing, I'm seeing some leather. Oh, I'm seeing some, I, I see a lot of like maybe neon colors and just helping them get outside of the music industry to find inspiration from their background and their personality to help craft, you know, a look for them that is different because I'm also very against like record label manufactured brand bands and and recording artists and helping people just really figure out who they are mm. because it's, it took me a while in my life to figure out who I am. And, and I did a lot of this soul searching on my own and now helping other, you know, personal brands figure that out for themselves. Someone told me when we were done with, with that particular session, they were like, every personal brand needs this. This is, she's like, I never would have come up with this. And when I hear things like that, I'm like, that, that's what makes me love what I'm doing. You know, if we're talking about the brand's not what we think, it's what they think it is. I mean, that's another hour conversation right there. We could talk about this forever. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but get just like a real quick example of like you'd think, and I always thought LinkedIn was like the super professional place where it just, you had to have the headshot with a suit and you talked about, you know, super businessy things. And that's just not really my jam. So I was just like, you know what? If I'm my business coach is like, be on LinkedIn stuff, be on LinkedIn. I'm like, okay. So I'm going to put a, like what I think is a cool picture of me in my profile picture. And my bio says like, I'm an introverted rocker. There's no LinkedIn you and Instagram you. And like that whole, like, this is me on LinkedIn and this is me on Instagram. I try to be myself wherever I go. The only thing I try to pay attention to is my mouth because I can get, I can get a little mouthy. <laughs> Salty Stephanie. Yeah. I like to, I like, to, I like some spice. Well, you know, I, I, that's really interesting though, because I love, man, I, I, your photo is one of the most memorable that I've seen on LinkedIn. And I love, and I think you've recently changed the, you know, your, um, that, cause I, I looked at it like, oh, that's different than when I saw it last time. I, I think it's, it, I love it. I think it's great. It's, it's interesting though, when you say you're, you're introverted, but your persona is extroverted. Oh, totally. And I'm totally introverted and people that really know me know I'm introverted. And when they see me doing my business stuff, they're like, what, that's Stephanie. And then people that only know the business side of me have no idea that I am super quiet and super low energy. I get like after this conversation, I'm going to go take a week's long nap (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, but also the people that maybe don't know me much at all, they definitely see the introverted part. That's where like the metalhead rocker that confuses the heck out of people. Cause they're like, what? I'm like, yes, I have seen, um, I, my first concert was Megadeth. I've seen Metallica five times. I love Pantera and they just are so confused. But I think that is what makes people interesting is when they share the different dimensions of their, of their personality, because we're not flat. We're not that flat character in the Harry Potter book that, that, that only has one personality trait. We're, we're complex people. Sure. Well, and this, those, those complexities um, give us opportunity to create that connection where, where we, pre- you know, it's that Seth Godin principle that people like us do things like this. So mm-hmm. um, she's kind of like me, but she's not afraid to say it. Or she's not afraid to admit that she's a closet Megadeth lover. I'm not a closet Megadeth lover. Um, (laughs) It just just throws people off. I think there's just something interesting about juxtaposition. I'm also Mm -hmm. an academic. I teach a college rhetoric class. And so my students see me in a very different way. Even though I am the same person, I don't necessarily talk to my students about my love for Megadeth and Pantera and all of that. But when they find out, they're like, it sort of makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) But I can talk about, you know, syntax and and Aristotle and rhetorical appeals. I'm just as comfortable talking about that as my love for metal music and as my love for, you know, branding and and even marketing. I love marketing as long as we're doing it in the Seth Godin permission marketing way and you're not trying to, you know, just sending me emails all the time, just trying to get me to buy something. Right, right. And shout out to Seth Godin and the This Is Marketing book. Fabulous, fabulous. Oh, amazing. I have his newest. I have not read it. I have a stack of books. I'm sure you do. We all I do. I do. Far too many. Um, So, hey, well, thank you for your time. I really appreciate um, just your willingness to step on here and talk for a while and uh, teach me about branding. Um, that's hilarious (laughs) (laughs) we're we're just all we're all we're all working the same cause here just trying to enrich the world through helping people build strong beloved brands that either crank it up to 11 or change people's lives crank it up to 11 change people's lives that sounds good thanks for listening to the everybody brands podcast from brian soy you can find more content like this at aspire.com And in the forthcoming book, Everybody Brands, How High-Performing Companies Use Storytelling to Deepen Customer Relationships. In the meantime, look for books by Brian Soy on Amazon.com and discover resources to help you build powerful brands that inspire and engage at aspire.com slash resources. If this podcast helps you build a beloved brand and gain new customers, Please open your podcast app and leave a five-star review so more people can discover and listen to the experts and insights we share every episode. Music from this episode is the track Wrong by Dan Hennig, found on youtube.com slash audio library slash music.